Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. When the topic of automation is brought up in relation to the job market, the arguments tend to repeat themselves. One view is from the doomsayers who suggest robots are going to steal all the jobs away with the contrarian position being somewhere between a robotopia where machines do all the work and humanity is sustained on a universal basic income like in the uh, Pixar movie uh, WALL-E <laughs> and the other position being an Iron Man scenario where technology and humanity operate simpatico. I tend to think to some extent all workers will become Tony Stark with our iPhones becoming an artificial brain for our decisions <laughs> and or some type of wearable technology augmenting our intelligence. If that seems far-fetched, consider the last time you actually dialed a phone instead of commanding Siri or tapping the name of a desired party. <laughs> I mean. God help us all if we wander off lost on a road trip without the aid of GPS. <laughs> As the new status quo of office robots and automation encroaches, it strikes me as odd that no one seems to be voicing the next great worker concern. If automation can eliminate certain tasks for a certain worker by X percent, then should that worker have his compensation reduced accordingly? Well. I share my thoughts on that after this. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. Employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big, high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty. That sounds like the kind of work you want to do. Come listen to the Talent Cast. It's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand podcast. I do not have a background in benefits and compensation analysis, but I think that as automation increases in the workplace, salaries are going to decrease as a result because employees are effectively going to be doing less work. Now, I've been thinking about this from various angles. Uh, pardon my ramblings as I ponder a few questions like this. Question number one, is it fair? Well, from the employer's perspective, I have to consider the amount of money spent on technology designed to make my workforce more efficient. If the technology performs as intended and reduces the daily grind by so much, is a reduction in future salary fair? Conversely, if workers are doing less of one type of work, does that mean they'll be doing more of another? If so, would it be unfair to reduce their salaries? For that matter, how would one qualify a percentage of work in order to make a right assessment? Question number two, does it affect the value of the employee? If there are tasks that can be safely delegated to robots, then it stands to reason that the work automation cannot conquer is of higher value. 
Does that higher value offset the percentage of work done by robots? <laughs> I wish I knew. What I do speculate, though, is that the more work is automated, the value of the worker decreases if they do not acquire new skills. This is why I think the most competitive companies are those with the most robust training organizations. In addition to improving your existing labor force, it also proves, improves retention. Um, a quick aside. Uh, according to a recent survey by the career platform The Muse, 58% of its largely millennial user base said they plan to change their jobs this year. What they are searching for is learning and growth opportunities as well as work-life balance, according to Muse co-founder and CEO Catherine Minshew. Now, another question. If automation reduces salaries, what can we expect to happen next? Uh, let me think about that uh, while this special message plays. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we out. Question number three. If automation reduces salaries, what can we expect to happen next? Well, I think if automation reduces salaries across the board, there will be an even more significant upswing in gig workers. Said gig workers will become a key resource for companies who do not have a robust training program and cannot remain competitive waiting for the upskilling of their workforce. As, a, as an example, uh, consider, consider India, which is predicted to have a highly significant non-employee workforce for its companies over the next few years. In fact, uh, to quote the Economic Times, The use of non-employee talent or employees not on the roles of organizations is expected to grow dramatically in India over the next three years, according to the findings of a survey by global advisory firm Willis Towers Watson. At the same time, full-time employees' share of the total workforce is expected to drop 3.3 percentage points in India and 4.1 percentage points globally over the next three years, stated the 2019 Pathways to Digital Enablement Survey. There are two things increasingly happening in work. First is work is increasingly being pulled out of the organization and being done elsewhere and then being brought in. The second is the growing plurality of all means of getting work done, Willis Towers Watson Managing Director Ravan Jasuthasan said. Today, business leaders have a lot of choices of how they get work done. 
Automation is just one of the different options for them. The various other options could include sending work to Talent Marketplace, tapping gig workers, using volunteers, etc. He added. The non-employee workforce in India that is seen growing in the next three years includes free agent workers, 15%, part-time reduced hour, 32%, worker on loan from order from excuse me from other organization, 3%, and free agents on the talent platforms, 230%. The survey said. I think that a huge percentage of free agents being utilized by talent platforms is in response to the demands of worker flexibility and the booming gig economy. As such, I would not be surprised if more talent platforms debuted around HR freelance jobs or some other niche. Another uh, possibility resulting from automation reducing salaries is the likely trend of companies tying year-end bonuses and worker performance evaluations to future potential. Traditional models postulate that if you did a good job last year, then you would do a good job next year, so a raise will reward you and give incentive to remain. But if automation is reducing the need for certain skills and reducing compensation to boot, then wouldn't it make more sense to rate performance based on future potential? IBM thinks so. Using artificial intelligence, uh, Watson Analytics looks at an employee's experiences and projects to infer the potential skills and qualities each person might have to serve IBM in the future. Watson also scours IBM's internal training system to see if an employee has gained new skills. Managers then take Watson's assessment rating into account as they make bonus, pay, and promotion decisions. One more quote from the Economic Times. Traditional models said if you were a strong performer in your current job, that was the singular way that you got a promotion said Nicole Lamarell, Vice President for Compensation and Benefits at IBM. Well, we certainly still care about performance, she said, but that now includes hypothetical future performance too. IBM claims Watson has a 96% accuracy rate as compared to IBM's internal analysis with HR experts. The company spot checks employee performance against its predictions. Historically, Employers used past accomplishments as the sole metric for compensation decisions, premised on the idea that the past is prologue. The method worked when job tasks stayed relatively static over time, but the half-life of skills is getting shorter and shorter, said Lamoureux. What employees could do yesterday matters less than what they can potentially do tomorrow. Okay, just in case I lost you in my verbosity. <laughs> Y'all, you can tell who has a word of the day calendar, right? <laughs> okay, just in case I lost you in my verbosity, let me sum things up like this. One, if automation does X percent of the work, should workers be paid X percent less? I don't know. I predict it will be a hot debate topic in the near future and within companies worldwide. Point number two. Workers who do not learn new skills will be less valuable in the workplace. As a result, job hopping will continue and gig working will increase because people want to retain and or increase their marketability. Point number three. 
The most competitive companies have robust training programs and will leverage them to retain their staff. Point number four, companies will increase their reliance on gig workers in response to demands for worker flexibility and to remain competitive. And finally, worker raises will be tied to the future potential inherent in the new skills learned. Welcome to the new normal. <laughs> of course, I could be way off base, uh, but, I, but I think not. What do you think? If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to be read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.